Okay, so okay. I think we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So welcome to our podcast. My name is Victor, and my name is Julieta, and this is a dash satire. Yep. It's a little different from our last podcast, but that never got released. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, we'll stick to this one. Yep. Welcome back. If you were ever here. <laughs> so the two people that were here welcome back we released like what one episode mm-hmm. officially one episode we recorded maybe five six episodes yeah at and, least six and we only released one of them mm-hmm. the other ones were a lot better but the other ones were they never made really it to the better. internet yeah. sadly that, well hopefully maybe in the future we can i don't know we can release them like like let's say we got lazy mm-hmm. one week. Oh. Lisa is just like a bonus. That's yeah. true. Or some shit like that. Yeah. Yep. Or that could be on our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay ten cents to listen to that one. Talking about OnlyFans, did you see what uh what's your name? You know her name, Hillary? Uh Disney Star. Mm, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Yeah. Did you hear about that? That she made like a lot of money? She made like a bunch of money and yeah. then uh she, I guess, disappointed a bunch of like the uh, like the people that subscribe to her, or whatever. Really? So apparently, she promised more than just a booty pic. <laughs> and that's all she. That's all that's they a, got. Uh, yeah, that's all they got. All they got is like a booty pic, and then like the username or like the the people, subscribers. Like, yeah, the subscribers were mad, so they asked their money back. But the thing is, OnlyFans has this like weird setup. I don't know how their policy really actually runs. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, the point is, they they were able to send it like back to mm-hmm. to all those people that wanted their money back. But like all the other subscribers, creators, oh. and OnlyFans, they got fucked up because. Now they don't get that weekly mm-hmm. payment that they always receive, but they had to wait for a month in order for them to, um, to get receive. Paid? Yeah, to get paid. Why? Like, if it's not worth it, they're gonna. No, give it's it more back like she fucked up the system. Like, there mm-hmm. was just so many people asking their money back that OnlyFans couldn't. Like, they were able to pay back the people that wanted their money back, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to pay for. So they um, couldn't like process creators. the payments. Yeah. Dang. No wonder. I saw on Daily Mail on Snapchat that it was like Bella Thorne broke the internet or broke OnlyFans. Broke OnlyFans. But I thought because she was like selling. Something. No. No. It's it's because of that she broke OnlyFans because she a bunch of people damn. like she went from nothing to right away like she was like one of like number one people like like top creators mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it and. Um, Dang. And then she broke it because all the people that subscribed to her were disappointed. Like, I think they paid over $200 for a photo. Are you serious? For that photo. When she posts probably worse things on Instagram. Probably, Could have got it for free there. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Is that your water burning over there? That is my water. Hold up. I'm (laughs) making tea, by the way. (laughs) If you hear a, 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 what is it, a fire truck siren, you know why. Like the hat. No, it's not an ambulance. What is it? A fire truck? A fire truck? 
Yeah, right. That's the right term for it. So, besides okay. OnlyFans, yeah, talking about money, <laughs> we're gonna um, talk about something today. What's the official title of it? So I don't want to say it wrong. So I want to name this title the New Brown, but mm. halfway through my research, half of it is the New Brown, and then the other one just really disappointed me, which really sucks. Why? The volunteering, the volunteering side of the topic, mm -hmm. because I really just want to rant. Mm. This is the whole fucking point. We got this podcast. <laughs> to rant about. Things? I just really want to rant on some topic. Yeah. And or unfortunately, this mm -hmm. is not the case. Oh god. So. Oh yeah. So the episode is called the New Brown, and on this episode, we're gonna talk about uh, volunteering. The effects of volunteering and the rising of robots in the U.S. markets mm -hmm. or industries. Yeah, and basically how AI or robots are taking over immigrant jobs and stuff like that. Jobs of people that are less skilled in the industry. Yeah, pretty much. Which is kind of sad in one way, mm -hmm. but... We'll, we'll talk about a little that more in depth as we go. Yep. So, first, let me rant off about volunteering. Okay. I fucking hate it. I'm sorry if somebody's listening and had to or does volunteering for certain causes and stuff, mm -hmm. but I actually just don't like it. Um, I don't know. It's a bad thing for me to say because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people just do it because of kindness. Right. And I get it. Because they're good people. It's, it's <laughs> good people. But it's also like I already work a job from 8 to 6. Yeah. I don't need to. Like, I just I'm too tired to go out and volunteer for something else. Uh, especially if you're not getting paid for it. Exactly. Right. Is that the only reason you don't like volunteering? Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, it's just like one of those, it, it, it's like a bragging right, you know? Mm. It's like whenever people, instead of bragging about how much time they have, it's about themselves, like bragging about how much less time they have because all this hours that they've done during volunteering. Mm -hmm. That's true. And it's like. That's true. I feel like people, I, I feel like it's just society, like, you're supposed to be busy all the time and be doing something all the time. And if you're not, then it's like, what like, are you doing with you your doing? life? It's yeah. pointless. Nothing. There's nothing wrong about just sitting in the couch and chilling. Yeah. It's like, you don't always have to be hustling. Exactly. It's like That's you, why you do that during the week. Yeah, that's why you do it during the week. Like, if you're struggling financially and mm. just you have to, then unfortunately, that's just the unfortunate side of it. Yeah. But if it's something like you're comfortable where you at then unless you really want to do that side hustle or whatever then do it but if you're comfortable then just so it, just it's out. almost like volunteering is a luxury yeah it's, it's kind of like a luxury yeah your grass needs to be cut down you don't need to pay 
that man fifty dollars to cut your grass. Do it yourself. <laughs> Volunteer for yourself. Volunteer for yourself. Fucking <laughs> pressure wash your house because it's fucking dirty. Yeah, but you know, you know, we're in America. So. We are in America. The reason I hate volunteering is because I feel like it's a way for, I don't want to say companies, but like organizations, let's say, to get free labor. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of organizations make a lot of money mm-hmm. through, through people that volunteer. They save a lot of money by yeah. getting people to invest their time in something they think is good, and then they don't have to pay them, they do all the work for them, and in the end they win. I was reading this one article. I can't really, um, what is it called? Remember the name? I can't really have it as a source mm-hmm. because I can't remember the name of the article. Uh, okay. It's basically this article about orf- orphanages. Orphanages? Mm-hmm. Orphanages. 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 <laughs> English, my second language for those people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so well, like, both of us. This one organization <laughs> opened up a few or- orphanatos. I'm not saying Spanish, <laughs> fuck it. They opened a few orphanatos in Africa, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so basically, a lot of the kids are not even. Uh, they're not even. Like orphans? Orphans. Okay. They have a parent. Like, they have parents. Mm-hmm. But they are in these orphanage, orf- orphanatos, orphanatos for money. So the parents send the kids there. So it's an organization that forces these kids mm-hmm. into the orf- orphanage. So people, let's say from the States, could come over. And donate. And like donate, do volunteer work. But it's just for money. So wow. orphanage is a, it's a money business. Mm-hmm. I feel like really... If you really look at it like that, any any organization or nonprofit is a business, even if they want to say it's not. Just like jails, which mm-hmm. we cover on another podcast. <laughs> Back when it was back in the uh, table, twenty nineteen, <laughs> when times were good. That was actually a good podcast. That was actually a good podcast. Gonna, I feel like that was one of the best ones we did. I'm gonna look for it and then and edit it. Because that was actually a pretty decent podcast. Yeah, that one was good. Um, So on the topic of like organizations stealing money and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Did you ever watch Tiger King? Oof, who didn't? So you did watch it? I did watch it, yeah. It was during my break. Um, I call the it quarantine break. break. I call it quarantine break, but because even though I was working from home, mm-hmm. I had uh, Netflix on my side. <laughs> So as I was working, I did watch through Tiger King real quick. Yeah, like in yeah. a day. In a, it took well, me, I took a day. Oh, okay. It took me three days. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad, yeah. It's pretty pretty normal. You saw how, like, uh, what was her name? Carol Baskin? Carol Baskin. They showed basically how she capitalized off of volunteer work. Yeah. It's basically on both sides, like mm-hmm. Carol Baskins and well, all the other ones too. And, I forgot their names. And Joe, Joe. Yeah, Joe, you know the one that's in jail. The one that the the main guy from the from the docker series. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Joe. Yeah. So if you think about it, this man is he's like a I don't want to call him Charles Manson, mm-hmm. but he's like a 
it's it's a fucking cult. Yeah. You it a all is. Cult. Yeah. That other guy with the white hair did too. Or still does, actually. Still does. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And there's a lot of celebrities that still go there, even though they already, like, expose him and everybody else. Well, that's a ignorant side of America, I guess. Mm. Like, nobody really likes to acknowledge anything, even yeah. though it's been told. It's right there, but just... Kind of like climate change. Kind of like climate change, which mm-hmm. I, I don't want to... But that's for our next uh, that's, that's next episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so volunteer. Um, all I have to say during volunteering is, it's definitely unless it's definitely something for privileged people who have the time to do. Yeah. Um, it's something for people. It's for the birds. Let's say high schoolers or yeah. college people. Who are trying to get either a job or something. I'm not going to say no. It's Even not though... A bad thing. It's actually... Sometimes it can be a good thing. Like, yeah. people. Like, yeah, volunteering for something that you want to do sucks. But it's also, like, if something you want to do, it doesn't... I guess, like, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, research have... Sadly. Research <laughs> has shown that volunteering does lead to a bigger opportunity for you to have the job that you want. Yeah, that's true. If you look at it like that, yeah. But I feel like volunteering has more cons than pros. Sometimes. See, that's the thing. I couldn't find a single bad thing about volunteering. Like, most of the things of volunteering that I found are bad. It's a bit in my brain. Mm. That's because I wanted to be bad. <laughs> but I couldn't find a single thing that's Well, bad. because who's gonna say anything bad about volunteering? Everybody yeah, loves that's it. True. It makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's free. And some people look at it as a way to bond with either other people or their families or whatever the case might be. Bro, just do one project. If you really want to bond with your family, either play a game of bingo play, or a fucking Uno or just clean around that, like do something in your house or go out for a walk or something. <laughs> Don't fucking go volunteering. So... You hate volunteering that much just because you don't want to do it. That's cause, yeah, it's because I'm just <laughs> lazy. That's it. Like, if I don't have to, then why should I? Yeah, why should I? But, which, which sucks. It's, it's a bad mentality. I know but, okay, do you, think, <laughs> do you think that volunteering defines who you are, though? Um, no. Okay. Do you it's, think that it should... Sorry. Do you think that since now you're a college graduate, you're a, you're a man now, let's say... Um, I did graduate last fall. Yep, congratulations. Um, Whenever you graduate, Angel. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? <sighs> Something about volunteer. Oh, do you think now that you have more free time, you don't I have, have free time? time. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, On the weekend? Yeah, okay. Okay, I do have free yeah, time especially right now in a pandemic. I'm sure you have a couple hours to spare. I do have a couple hours to spare. Do you think that volunteering should or would be a part of your life in the future? Mm. Ever? Depends, maybe. Um, if it's something that I like, then of course, maybe I can do some volunteering, but it's... It's going to be tough. But it's going to be tough. Okay. And my other question is, do you think that volunteering is important because some organizations might depend on it 
I'd say volunteering in society overall is as much as I'm talking shit about it. <laughs> it is really important in society because um, there are truly honest organizations that depend on you for volunteering. Let's say um, presidential campaigns, uh, other sort of organizations. Uh, let's say even like right wing. Mm-hmm. Like coaching little kids, let's say soccer, for example, yeah. it's uh, it's a volunteering mm-hmm. thing. You're not getting paid because you're a coach. Yeah. Uh, or a rec league, it's it's volunteering. You're doing mm-hmm. it because you want to actually you want to teach kids how to play it or introduce kids right. to a certain sport or a certain skill mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, so society, so for society, it is important to volunteer. Yeah, as I much agree. As I hate to say it. Yeah, but it is. I agree. I'm not a. I'm not the biggest fan of volunteering either, because I don't. I don't do it. Yeah. You know? But I might have to, one day, but not right now. Didn't you? I did, for a while. Because. You're really gonna expose me like that? No, let's just leave it right there. All right. All right. So. That's... Moral of the story: Don't uh, don't do things that are illegal. And then not expect consequences. Mm-hmm. Volunteering consequences. Don't get a ticket because you were super staying. <laughs> or get in a hit and drive. Or hit and drive. Hit and run. Hit and drive. <laughs> hit and drive. Could you just imagine a hit and drive? Isn't that the same thing as a hit and run? Shouldn't it be called a hit and drive since you're in a car? <laughs> That's what uh, my parents every single time before we leave. They're like, like, don't run, like, no corras, mm-hmm. which in Spanish, which in English it means don't overspeed. Yeah. But that literal translation is don't run. Don't run. <laughs> yeah. So I tell my but parents, that... I'm like, I'm not running. I'm driving. <laughs> of course, you would say that. All right. All so, right. do you have anything else to say about volunteering? Any other hate comments? No, I don't. That's it. I had to get it out of my system. It's, <laughs> it's good for society. Yeah. Um, if you're a college person or if you had to do volunteering because you got a ticket and you have to volunteer, then do it. I have one last question. What's up? So, do you consider missionaries volunteers? Mm, I. Yeah. Because, well, it, hmm, because don't they don't they still have the option? Just like yeah, you're a missionary, mm-hmm. but don't you still have the option to go or do something out of volunteerism? I think so. I mean, I think that's the whole point of being a missionary, right? Because you're there to volunteer. Yeah. I guess. Mm. I guess, I don't know. I mean, maybe the entire thing is already volunteering. Like yeah. You already are. Yeah. You're basically signing up for a lifetime. A volunteer. <laughs> That's crazy. I could never. I uh, could never either. All right. So the next topic is about... Robots. Robots. Taking... Taking control the of jobs. the world. And jobs. Yeah. So, um... I guess we could start with saying that 
There's about 36 million Americans. I don't think that counts immigrants. Um, no. That hold high exposure jobs, which that's like cooks, waiters, um, people who work in hospitality, stuff like that. That's a lot. And all of those people could be displaced by robots in the future. It could be two years, it could be a decade, but it's coming for sure. It's going to take a little while, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so as we know, like around, especially manufacturing jobs. Yeah. So right now, those jobs that are highest in risk are those down, are either in the lower end of jobs or really dangerous, high risk mm-hmm. of injury jobs. Yep. So manufacturing, for example, uh, 1.7 million manufacturing jobs have already been lost wow. since the year 2000. <clears throat> and that really, that includes 40,000 in Europe, 260,000 in the US, and 550,000 in China. Wow. So China is China's going fast. As you guys know, China is industrially re- revolutionizing. Revolutionizing. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's the country's going through an industrial revolution. There we go. That. So don't be surprised if you ever do a research or something and see that China has the highest numbers of job loss due mm-hmm. to robots replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, well, the U.S. isn't going that fast, but once it does happen, what they're saying is that it's supposed to happen when there's, like, a a large loss of jobs in the economy. That's when those robots will come in, take all those jobs. Also, what? Oh, no, nothing. No, go ahead, because I'm trying to read. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) My notes are so scattered. Me too. Like, I'm trying to. So, like, as I told you earlier, I was gonna like reread through my notes and organize them. But yeah. That never happened. I was just watching Shameless. Yeah, I heard. I was like, is he gonna get I, to work? Until I ask you if you're ready. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I don't know where to start. To be honest. Okay. So let's talk about. Okay, we already said like the jobs that would feel it the most, that yeah. would be most affected. There's an area called the Rust Belt okay. here, and it's like the northeastern states, so like Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, Ohio, those states. They're gonna be the ones mostly to feel it because they have the most manufacturing going on there or something. <laughs> those will go first. So, what happens to the people that are into manufacturing? And move into let's say they they move to another sector mm-hmm. do you think they will like eventually they will be caught up and replaced once more yeah i feel like the only solution for them would be to upskill or reskill get a GED. you know yeah <laughs> like get an education that's the only way to avoid being replaced right now because if your skills are very minimal, it's very easy for a, a machine to, to take over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, how you mentioned that in China, they're, they've already replaced a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there was a phone factory. I don't know exactly which one. It might be Apple. I don't know. Um, they replaced a lot of, of the workers and they had a lot of they had a lot more um, 
efficiency. They had less issues with the phones, less uh, errors. Mm-hmm. So that just reduces cost and makes it a lot faster for them to get their stuff out. More profitable too. Yeah, uh, talking about being profitable. Uh, so there was uh, recently there's been like a thirty percent rise. And as you know, in robot mm-hmm. installation, which yeah. leads into a worldwide increase into the GDP, mm-hmm. yeah, which increased over five trillion of global the GDP. G- GDP, right? Yeah. Okay. You said GPD. Oh, I said GPD. <laughs> oh, it's because of my notebook. Okay, never mind. He has dyslexia. Oh, one <laughs> sentence on my on my notes I wrote down GPD, but then uh, the next one I wrote GDP. GDP? Okay. <laughs> so I ignore that. So yeah, so, scratch that. Yeah, just imagine uh, increase of five trillion global GDP. That jobs like that were just destroyed. However, I mean, I did find a bunch of other articles that mm-hmm. robots as many jobs that they destroy, the same amount are created, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, because I read as that you too. introduce robots, robots also need maintenance. Mm-hmm. They don't work, like they can work by themselves, but they also need um, human supervision. Right. But there's a, for now, I wouldn't be, for those people that are scared that robots might take your place someday, uh, I'd say don't be scared for now because full automation, it's not really promising nor mm-hmm. sustainable at right. this present. Yeah. Why is that though? Uh, so let's put an example. Everyone knows Elon Musk, mm-hmm. which I am fucking mad about because I put one hundred fucking dollars into the stock market oh, under God. Tesla, and I already lost thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Should have not listened. Should have never done that. That's what you waited. get. That's what, that's what I get. That was. I mean, anyway. but that that's how that is, though. You win some, you lose yeah, some. Yeah, also, we're kind of in the pandemic, so... Yeah, it was gonna, it yeah. was gonna happen. I should have waited a little longer and then bought some stock to yeah. get it more cheaper and get more out of it, but... <laughs> it is what it is. It man. is what it is. I didn't time it the right way. But back <laughs> Tesla. So, Elon Musk in 2017, he decided to pull out a bunch of um, human factor out of the equation into mm-hmm. his manufacturing mm-hmm. and he decided just to go fully automatic. Yeah. So, but he only kept like a, a handful of people right. in order to supervise some of the machines. And the promise of producing 20,000 cars per month, Tesla only managed to roll out 2,425 Model 3S by the end of December. And this was in three months. Dang. So it was a lot slower. So it was a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So to not only did he produce less cars that he promised, he also lost seven seven hundred eighty-five million dollars in the first quarter of two thousand. Okay. With that, I think that um, you can put like. What is it? Full automation? Is that what you said? Yeah, full automation. You can do that in certain industries, not in all of them. Like, in some of them, it'll increase your efficiency. And then in something like cars, obviously, it's not going to work the same. It, it has as a... You really... A lot of CEOs 
admit that they don't want to go full automation. Mm-hmm. So they what they do is they find tasks that are, like I said, either really dangerous mm-hmm. or yeah. if, if, if the task is too repetitive, it's something that you can program and it doesn't change regardless. Right. So that's something that a robot cannot can do. So if it's something super repetitive, then it's replaced by robots. Something that they can do a lot more efficient, quicker, and it's all the same because it's the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. But yeah, back to Elon Musk. He he admitted in a tweet that he, and I quote, excessive automation at Tesla was a mistake. Uh, what he did is right away he hired hundreds of employees to run up the productions and he was able to hit 5,000 cars per week. Oh, wow. Yeah. It wasn't it what he promised. Yeah. He still lost some money. It wasn't as fast as he, want, as he, as he wanted to mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, that's basically how Elon Musk learned his lesson about that human touch per se right. and automation. It's a little it's, better. It's you have to find a good balance. Yeah, I feel like you have to integrate a humans and yeah. machines to get it done. Um, because if you if you blend the both, if you blend both of them, then you get you get better prices, increased supplies, stuff like that. Instead of just being like a um, what's this? Stagnant. Yeah. And not moving at all. Most of um my research went into immigrant workers getting replaced by robots and stuff okay so there was this quote that was like robots take american jobs not immigrants and then it says robots take immigrant jobs not americans <clears throat> so it's like there's no win-win so the robot's gonna win every time um with the new administration and all of that the crackdown at the border aging workers um there's a shrinking supply so Farmers and people in the agriculture industry have to look for other ways to make the to meet the demand that Americans have for food. Yeah. So they have to look to machinery and stuff. You probably know more a uh, whole lot more about this, but like let's say agricultural field mm-hmm. or yeah, in the ag- agricultural sector, where back then uh, it was really fully dependent on immigrant workers. Mm-hmm. to work those fields yeah what's the difference between then and now do you feel like or do you know if uh the effect of robots or machines have led to the increase of immigrant workers in the field or has it remained the same do i think that the robots make it have increased the supply of workers or what has the number of robots increased in the oh. agricultural field? Yes, because the industry isn't attracting young people anymore like it was in the 1970s, 1980s, you know? It was also a lot easier for people to come to the States. Was you it know? ever attractive? Hmm? Was it ever attractive? I mean, if you were unskilled and you didn't speak English and you wanted money, yeah, that's true. it was very attractive. My grandpa from my mom's side, he used to come to California to work in the field like for a season and yeah. then he would go back because you could do that and not you could be do that. back in the good scared days. <laughs> yeah back in the good days 
Not the good days. But, yeah. Uh, back in the old days. Back in the old days. But back in the it's days just not there something. Wasn't a border, nor a ignorant president. No, but Cheeto. There was not a Cheeto as a president. It's not a Cheeto as a president. Um, yeah, so even like in construction, that's where my dad works. He yeah. works in construction. A lot of the workers that he has are people that he's had for years, and they're all around the same age, like, let's say, 30 to thirty to 45, yeah. in that range. He doesn't get, like, 20-year-olds to come work with him, and if he does get, like, a 21, 22-year-old, they work for a week, and they're like, nah, I can't take it. I'd rather go do something else. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's how all of that is, so... That's why those people, whoever's running the agricultural fields, whatever... They have to look for machines because no one's going to go out there and do it. I'm not going to go do it. I don't think you are either. So. Well, that's a job, though. <laughs> if you didn't have a job. <laughs> um, it's, if I didn't have a job, I'd probably be in construction. Because, it's yes, it's hard work, but mm-hmm. it pays. Exactly. But it's not attractive. It's so. not attractive, no. But, um... But yeah, that's what's going on in that right now. Um, there's this thing called the RAISE Act. It's called Reforming American Immigration for Strong Employment. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? Never. I heard about it today. <laughs> um, it basically, it's an immigration system based on points. Okay, never mind. So, heard of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so you have to be like educated, speak English, all this stuff yeah. to be able to come to the States or else you can't come in to work. Yeah, it's basically, it's like the better version of the lottery. Mm. Right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. A more discri- discriminatory? It's more... Discriminative? I don't know. It's the more right way. It's segregated. Uh, yeah, it doesn't provide equal opportunity. Yeah, because it's basically saying that... So, for those people that do not know what the lottery is, so it's basically is there's thousands of applicants basically almost every single day that mm-hmm. want to come to the states the good way let's say <laughs> so what i mean by the good way is that they put down an application they, the cheeto way <laughs> the cheeto way they put down an application saying why they want to come the mm-hmm. what the things they're trying to um, run away about and stuff like that they actually have a passport or the passport a visa a visa has been issued mm-hmm. and they pay thousands of dollars for the lawyers and the applications and they wait a certain whatever it takes. It, they can take months, it can take years, it can take decades. And if you get lucky, you're lucky. That's literally the name of it, the lottery system. Yeah. And then this one that Jules is talking about, which, what's it called again? The RAISE Act. The RAISE Act is basically is... It's almost the same thing, but it's a lot quicker and a lot more, uh, I don't want to say effective, the word is um, a lot more guaranteed okay. because you are a, you're a higher class than the rest of the people mm-hmm. that are applying in the lottery ticket. You have an education, you yeah. know the language. It, it gives preference. It, it's a preference system. It's basically, let's say you're uh, a scientist, a professor, and engineer in some country yeah 
And so basically you will go through that program and, well, Americans want higher society of people right. to come to the States. Yeah, so. that's why it was saying that it, it puts Latin America and other poor countries at a disadvantage because most of the people that are going to be guaranteed entrance are going to be from Europe or basically yeah. that side of the world. People with money. Yeah, basically. And good education, like mm-hmm. higher education. Yeah, but then... By doing that, it also, it creates, like, a deficiency in essential workers, mm-hmm. you know? Because then you don't have people in construction, agriculture, uh, manufacturing, all that. And this is why we need... And then your economy fails. <laughs> this is why we need immigration people, regardless if they're legal or illegal. <laughs> Talking about that, do you watch Immigration Nation? Yes, I do. I finished it in two days. Me too, I think. It was two or three days. Sad. Mm-hmm. It was. It was overall. It was just. It was upsetting. It was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually glad that they showed both sides of the coin. Yeah. Like me as a <clears throat> immigrant or not immigrant. Me as a. Uh, my parents are immigrants. So you're first generation. So I'm a first generation. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's like it definitely touches mm-hmm. me because my parents could have gone through that, but fortunate, like fortunately, they didn't yeah. because my dad came here in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Whenever was the president in the eighties? Um, Let me look that over quick. Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever Ronald Reagan was giving that free little uh, citizenship, mm-hmm. so my dad was lucky enough to be one of the last ones to apply. Oh, wow. So he got his citizenship right away. And then my mom. What were the requirements for them? Literally, there was no requirements. All you had to do is like fill up this application and that was it. Mm. A couple months in, you were a citizen. Wow. Yeah. That was basically it. But that was also because in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, what was happening in the 80s? I think there was a lot of... I'm not good in my history. Me neither. I think... Are you? It was a agricultural thing or industrial thing, and they were hiring a lot of like immigrants that were coming in. They were basically inviting immigrants to come in. Yeah, pretty sure it was for agriculture or industrialization Industrialization also or something there was something i can't remember Uh, but uh my dad was like one of the last ones to get it and then my mom came in either a couple years afterwards Mm -hmm. but then they got married so my mom was actually a resident for like 20 30 years until recently she got her citizenship maybe a year or two years ago oh yeah that's good yeah, it's, um, you're just kind of lucky if you get, if you were in the country at that time, mm-hmm. you just got kind of lucky. It becomes a lot harder, it became a lot harder as the years went by to, to get it. Yeah, like my mom, she's still a resident, she's not a citizen yet. Gotcha. So, but she's been here like, Has she not, like 20 something years. Um, applied to become a citizen? Uh, a citizen? Mm, oh, what'd you say? A citizen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um. Yeah, I think she recently applied. Yeah. And she's uh, she's trying to work on that. But gotcha. a funny story about that is we were coming back from Mexico. And you know how you have to pass through customs, through customs. at the airport? Yeah. So the guy, like, all of us had our blue passport, you know, the American one. And she then, saw the green yeah. One. And he was like, um, are you going to become a citizen soon? And she said, yeah, 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 I'm studying. And she, he said, okay, how many states are in the United States? And she said, like, 42 or something. Just close. Not really. And they just, we just all, like, slapped our forehead, like, really? I'm not part, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm still learning from the first person. The officer was like, you need to go back and review your notes. And then, luckily, he let us go. But I was like, dang. Bro, it takes a while. At least with this lawyer that um, my mom got. Mm-hmm. It took us two years. Yeah, it's not a short to, process. To get the, her citizenship. Because mm-hmm. she started applying, she started going through his paperwork at the beginning of Trump's administration, which oh, wow. was in 2016. Yeah. And she just got it in 2018. That's crazy. 2019, mm-hmm. 2018, I believe. Wow. It took That's crazy. A long ass fucking time. Yeah. But that's how it is. Sadly. That's how it is. But yeah, I was when I saw Immigration Nation, it just kind of made me think like, you're really just lucky that your family isn't going through any of that. It's just a coincidence, really. No, oh, yeah, definitely. It's like I've seen it offhandedly, mm-hmm. um, but in personal like experience, I'm just lucky enough that uh, both of my parents of. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have to well maybe they struggled at the beginning but once they had like us uh then we didn't struggle as bad right um we didn't we never lived in tents or mm-hmm. never had the the fear of a police officer pulling us over because of our status yeah in the state yeah uh, that's scary i mean no yeah it's hard to live like that, you know. You it's like you never get to leave, live as freely as you want. That's true. That's like the song of um, Los Figueres del Norte, Habla de Oro. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like that. Yeah. I would listen. Cue the song. <laughs> I would listen, um, and this is just like privileged mm-hmm. side part of me. <laughs> but like, I do enjoy the song. I like listening to it. Yeah. Like, I would be driving on my way to work. <laughs> <laughs> with that song <laughs> and I'll be like they can't miss it they got me down just start calling pressure that's the last oh my god so this turned into a concert real quick Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah it's we a it's said, a good song and you know what it's like, a good song I've if you want to learn something yeah true but you know uh that song, Los Tigres del Norte, all their songs have They're some truth American, to them. right? I think so. Born in, in Los Angeles? Or some, or maybe, maybe. I mean, it they would make it. sense because they have a lot of songs about They got some, some good stories. Stuff. I like them. Yeah, I like their... Cor- what are they, corridos? No, they're like... Nor- no, no, no. Like Norteños? They're like Norteños. Yeah, okay, it's pretty good. Because, you know, you get tired of listening to the whole, like... I shot this guy. I killed this guy. I got drugs on me. I did this. I mean, that's literally 
Every almost every single genre of Dawn Day. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. There used to be music back in the day. Oh shit! I got hiccups. <laughs> All that tea. All that tea. How many okay, minutes? So it? Robots. <laughs> oh yeah, back on track. Back on track. Um. As I said, I never intend to take this. In. Take this seriously. So let's see, let's see. I feel like there's a lot Okay, I have one point. Alright. So you know how a way for you a way for people to avoid being replaced by robots, you have to be educated. Yeah. So something that the government might have to reevaluate is the cost of education. higher education. Mm -hmm. So would that be like would that be like a, like a backfire kind of? Because they're making it a lot more expensive. Yeah. And therefore, uh, discouraging people to get an education mm -hmm. post high school. Yeah. Mm. But what if they lowered it? Like, what if it was almost free? Let's say. Well, Would that? Like, I think that's the entire debate people are going through. Mm -hmm. It's like if if it's free, then everybody wants to do it. So therefore, your value more competition. for diploma value goes down, mm. but also competition goes up. Yeah, but I mean, there's countries that basically let you that go to school for free, and you don't see them like struggling. Yeah, because college isn't for everybody. Yeah, that's you true. know, it's not like even if you, even if you could afford it, not everybody would go. Yeah, like certainly so, nowadays, there's ways for you to make a lot of money without mm -hmm. going to college. Yeah. But, yeah, there are, like, certain careers that you just have to. There's no exception to the rule, like... Yeah. Like, the doctor, uh, certain types of engineers. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you better uh, go to school. <laughs> yeah, it's like, certain types of engineers, you better be... You better go to school, but if, like, you're a programmer, you don't have to yeah. go to college for that. You could just do a few... Like, courses um, or like something? Like, coding camps. Yeah. And a lot of people have seen, like, a lot of people have earned a lot more money off of coding camps. That's, mm -hmm. like, something you do in a few months mm -hmm. rather than spend thousands of dollars going yeah. into college for four years. Yeah, when I see those, like, ads on my phone, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it's too learning, late now. It's you know too who's late. learning coding? Who? Bella is. Really? Yeah. What is she majoring in? She's majoring in political science and Spanish. Okay. Yeah. But, she said, but she's learning coding. But she's learning coding because she says that um, in a lot of political science mm -hmm. jobs, it's really good for you to know coding. Okay. Because a lot of them may require you to make websites mm -hmm. or do like some stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Coding. So it's a pretty. It's good a good skill. skill to have. I it's, think it's yeah. a good skill. Like regardless of where you go in the industry, if you know coding, you're gonna be set. You're gonna win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. How long is her course or uh, She's taking her first class right now. Okay. But I don't know how many courses she needs to take in coding. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, congrats to her. You can get those jobs. Yeah, I'm talking about jobs. So Jules didn't want to say, but she has her own fucking business. Oh, yeah. Yes, How's I do. It's going all right. Going great. Business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I feel like yeah, it's it's got its ups and downs, you know. Yeah. But I think the hardest part is marketing to the right audience. Mm-hmm. That's been my biggest obstacle so far. Mm. What's like the focus of it? Like the like your the main... mission. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it started off. I want what I wanted to do with this company was to provide sustainable solutions to restaurants like to-go packaging or utensils, stuff that was disposable. I wanted to give them something that would be less harmful to the environment. Yeah. And then as soon as I was about to start that, the pandemic hit. So there were like no restaurants open. The one, the restaurant that I started with was my mom's. So I would like change things for her, do things for her, consult her business. And then recently I just kind of shifted the purpose of it yeah so uh, what i want to do is basically help restaurants or anybody that wants to be more sustainable by providing them with products to help their lifestyle gotcha. mm-hmm. that's very good and then you also sell and also sell um organic produce which i am running out of because <laughs> it's getting the season is changing i started making almond milk like during the pandemic yeah and i really liked it because it tastes a lot better than the one that you buy at the store okay um i sell eggs i have a all-natural cleaner and i have straws now metal straw mm-hmm. nice yep. save the turtle yep for real save the turtle save the fish save the birds save the birds eat them too yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And eventually we eat and them. And eventually we do. Yeah. Because that's the fuck all life. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Alright, so do we have anything else on robots? Uh, not really. Right. Do you? I, I have nothing else on robots. Okay, well, than... let us know. Are we posting this on YouTube? Yeah, we'll, we'll post this on YouTube. I'll find a way to try to get this on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, we need to look into that. Or something else. Uh, but, um... If you see this on YouTube, make sure you leave some comments below what you want to see next, what you did or didn't like about this podcast. Yeah, this is still a running trial. Yeah, uh, and... We still don't know what we're doing with it. Yeah. We're trying to get a main focus of taking some serious, not serious topics, but like learn from some topics while mm-hmm. trying to have a fun with it. Maybe do some casual just us talking yeah because i feel like we have pretty good conversations yeah when we don't have a topic when we don't have a topic yeah uh maybe some ghost stories here and now and then october is approaching oh, yeah. september next week is october I mean, next, week. <laughs> next month is october then you're going uh super fast bro i really want I'm, i just I'm, want it to be christmas i'm disappointed that 31st of october it's not like i'm going trick-or-treating or anything mm-hmm. but if the pandemic wasn't happening we'd be at the club i'd be at the club on yeah. the 31st because it's a fucking saturday it's a full moon <laughs> yeah there's so many things in our favor this year and we don't get to enjoy any of it Sad. <sighs> we can Fuckers. do we can do something small here anyway all right well thank you for joining uh have a good one do you press the recording button or the stop? The stop. Okay. Alright. Peace out. Alright.